The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Nerds, discover your geeky haven with Twink.com. We've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years. Enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms. We carry top brands from Disney, Funko, Marvel, and DC, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and much, much more. We also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else. With all these collectible goods, you're definitely going to need a bigger boat. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Join the revolution and save the galaxy. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Want to know more? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. Right now, it's just me, Mike. Uh, Derek may be able to join us a little later, maybe not. Um, long story short, scheduling boo-boo on my end. Our guest that I've got with us tonight, or with me tonight, is completely innocent because he's here on the day that he was told to be here. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> it was it was me going, yeah, Friday's the 27th. Uh, no, Friday's not the 27th. <laughs> so... Uh-huh. It's been a long week, as you listeners know. Uh, things have been crazy in my world uh, for a couple of weeks now. But the last year that you just heard uh, is my guest, our guest for Weeby Geeks this week. Uh, he has a book out called 50 Movies Made, Lessons Learned on a Filmmaker's Journey. And it's Jared Cohen. How you doing, Jared? I'm doing great. Doing great. And, you know, great to be here talking about the book and Hey, you know, I, you're enough. I, you know, it doesn't matter if uh, <laughs> it's one if it's one man down. You are the man. No, no. Let's, we're gonna rock and roll. Yes, we are. So, what inspired you to write this book? <clears throat> you know, I've truth of the matter is, I, I made. You know, I've directed fifty movies. The name of the book: Fifty Movies Made. And during the, you know, during the course of that, of the making those 50 movies over, you know, 20 years, just so much wild and crazy things happened to me and lessons that I've learned the hard way, believe me, they have been the hard way. Uh, I put it into a book because I thought maybe this could be helpful to people that want to be filmmakers, you know, directors, writers, producers, even actors uh, could, you know, probably could learn something from this book. And I, I, I wrote the book because I read books uh, about filmmaking and books that are biographies, autobiographies or 
biographies about filmmakers, writers, directors, actors. I I, I enjoy Hollywood. You know the oh, reading about old Hollywood and 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 the new you know anything Hollywood related. I enjoy like the TV show Entourage. I love that. It was it was. You know, just a lot of in like, oh, I know that place type of thing. And, you know, oh, yeah, I can relate. Uh, so I, I wanted to contribute to the the pile of literary pages, you know, written about from within the industry. Yeah. But it's not that being said, it's not very it's not too Nietzsche. Or, you know, it's not and people that outside the industry that are just interested that people that would enjoy Entourage would enjoy the uh, reading this book okay. I, I hope <laughs> so um tell us trying to figure out how to ask this question because i think you just answered the question but <laughs> tell us a little bit about the book but it's a book about filmmaking um well well you know look it's not it's really not all about it's almost like you know the art of the you know how to you know win at life through archery or so it's, it's a lot of the tips about how to succeed in the film industry are good tips that apply to everyday life. Like, you know, just sort of the mentality of having to fight on and, 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 you know, most things are not going to work out. Most things are going to be a no. And, and just that, you know, how to sort of cope with, that it, uh, but I will say this: if if every industry was as hard as the film industry, there would be. I don't think the world would would go very far. There wouldn't there wouldn't be many gar like there would be like one garbage man, you know. For every, every, it wouldn't be enough. There wouldn't be enough. The, the, the industry is brutal. Oh yes, and the, and the book is sort of like a cautionary tale. Uh, it's not. It's not a come to Hollywood and everything's going to be great type of book. It's uh, this is how it is. You, you know, the statistics are not in your favor. It's not the Hunger Games, uh, or the, uh, what did they say? The Hunger Games are not in your favor. Yeah, so it is like the, the odds being your favor. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it, the it's not that way favor. in entertainment. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, it's pretty much, yeah. I mean, you, you, similar. Have, Maybe you, have to be a, you have to be a special breed. You really do. You know, you got to have thick skin and persistence and grit. And that's what the book is really about right there. Tenacity, persistence, perseverance. How much, pardon my language, but how much shit can you take yep. before you lose your mind and snap and, you know, want to... Just kill everyone, you know. I mean, no, not kill everyone literally, because that's already that's already a problem. But uh, you know, just how much can you take, and before you lose your mind? Right. Uh, I mean, anyone, anyone trying to do anything in the entertainment industry, I think, you know, experiences that al along the way. Unless you're just, you know, right. superstar from when you were a kid. So, how long have you been in the in the industry? Twenty years. Twenty years. Twenty okay. years. Yeah, two thousand two. Actually, was okay. when I moved out uh, to Los Angeles from the East Coast. Um, first IMDb credit is two thousand three. Um, so yeah, okay. Two thousand three is the first credit. So 
Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I totally get where you're coming from. Um, I just hit 25 years with Walt Disney World uh, being in wow. entertainment, and I've been in the industry uh, since 86. Wow. So, yeah, so, you got big, so, man. Uh, I'm like, it's one of those... It's either, you know, it is the tenacity, like you said, um, and, and the perseverance to, to keep going. Um, it's a special breed. Sometimes it's, you know, you just wonder how stubborn or how stupid am I that I'm still here and I'm still pushing through. Yeah. But, the, yeah, but, there, but there is there is that, well, I do love it. So, uh, yeah. Is, is that what it was with you as well? No. In order to keep going, there's still there's still a love, right? It's a great question. You know, it becomes, you know, the love and the passion. When when that becomes your needs of your means of survival, and in terms of like you know putting food on the table and whatnot, when you do it, when you're doing when you what you know they say, oh, wait, if you do what you love, it's not a job. But also, there's a danger of doing what you love for a living Mm -hmm. because, you know, there's a real big danger because all of a sudden do you love it the same? You may, you may still love it, but if, if, you know, all of a sudden, you know, if you're making, if you're painting paintings, you know, for fun and you're beautiful paintings and all of a sudden you start selling them and you quit your day job, and now you need to sell your paintings to survive the different animal that you're dealing with. So it's, uh, of course, you want to do the best. But at the end of the day, you know, if you want to sell those paintings, if you want to, you know, make those movies or whatever, produce books or music, it's going to be the best version of what it is. If 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 you're trying to, if you need to survive off of something. It's probably going to be the best version yeah. of what it of what it is. You're going to make sure, God damn, this this piece of music or this film or this book is going to be the best. Set. I need to sell it. You know, I need people need to buy this in order for me to eat. And what a what a major responsibility you're putting yourself on on something that you once just did for fun. Or, or just loved or passionate about, you're, you're you're actually turning something beautiful into something terrible. Well, uh, I, I had a mentor you know? uh, when I first got started. Uh, he said, "There's three reasons why you get into this business: either you love it, you need the money, or both." And for a while, it's I'm in this because I need the money, and this is what I'm good at. And I and I finally, and hopefully, you've gotten to that point where it's there's a love for it. It's both. I need the money, but there there's the love. And, yeah, and, and yeah, it's yeah. balanced instead of oh, I'm in this because I love it. No, you're in it because you need the money first. You can still love it, but it's yeah money first. If, Eventually, if you, you get that the, balance. The balance is tricky. Yeah, the balance is tricky, and the balance is tricky because. You're always gonna want. You're always gonna need money, and and then there's and there's no clear point at which point you have enough money because money is so everybody's oh, so yeah. <laughs> in love with it and fascinating. Nobody's gonna be like, okay, I have you know x amount of dollars, I'm good. I don't know, you know, I'm just gonna. Everybody's always wants more and more and more, even till till they die. They're on their deathbed. Uh, well. well when you when you hit the deathbed, then you may then maybe you realize that was your priorities were a little askew. But 
So it's a tough combo, you know, it's tough, tough to call. It, have, have you hit that balance where it's you, you need the money, but you love it where, where, where it is a, a yeah. balance where it's like, well, I could turn, I'm going to take this gig because I love it. Or I'm going to take this gig because I need the money or I really love this gig and I really love the money. Well, and I mean, you, it, have you, have you hit that stage where uh, you, oh, yeah. you can say yeah. no to two of those two of the three with no issue. Yeah, I can. I said no. And I, and yeah, and, and it's relatively new, actually. It's interesting. It's a good question because I used to say yes to everything, whatever the movie was, you know, didn't matter the budget or the schedule or, you know, if someone wanted to give me, you know, a dollar fifty to direct the movie they would have, you know, my full attention and my full creative uh, time. Now I'm uh, I'm not at the point. I'm not at the point where where if like a big like if like a good big budget big budget movie, you know, like comes along, but the script sucks, like for something, like or well, obviously with the, with the money on that one, it's like, like put the money. God, on, I hope the love comes yeah. with this. <laughs> Yeah, like I'll do it. Like I'm at that point. Like I'm at the point. I'm not at the point where it's like, you know, you're Steven Spielberg. You're like, oh, this is. I I need the script to be a ten on the page. I need the budget to be super high. You know, I'm at the point where it's like, if it's a low budget and the script thing is bad, like, eh, no, not for me. Like I'm not doing that that kind of stuff anymore. Like. If the script is really good, and here's the thing, though, here's the thing: like the script is real. Someone comes to me with a really good script, but like a really low budget, but it's a really good script. Like I'm, like I have enough love and passion. Like was like shit. Like this, this is a great script. Like I'll, this is interesting to me. Like so, it's not all about the money for me, and I know that because of that, because of what I just said. So like, what, what, what was the first project um, that? you realize you're at that stage where, where yeah. not one that you turned down, but one, cause I'm, I'm sure there were a couple that you turned down before you hit the one that you know you described the positive side of it. But what, what was that first film script was really good. Budget was low, but the, but everything just felt right. You know, um, uh, what I could say is, is there was, there was a low budget, project that i did uh but i was i mean you know in all in all fairness i was you know a part a part of the produce you know production process and involved on that and but it was a very low budget movie and it, it was called called uh, a stalker in the house and that's not the original title but that's the title it is now a stalker in the house and this this was like basically started as like a film like you know festival challenge like you know oh, 24 cool. yeah it was it, it was like oh man you know like you have to shoot and you know this and within this so i started right i i was like all right you know this is interesting and i kind of took the concept and and ran with it, but then it had nothing to do with. Eventually, it had nothing to do with any sort of challenge or or festival. But it was entirely shot at my the place I was living at, uh, and it was shot in six days, micro budget, people coming together over the holidays. Oh wow! Because we 
didn't realize this is in 2021 or I don't know, 2020. So pretty, not like too, too long ago. Oh, so during, the, I, during the pandemic. Yeah, it was, it was that, that's wow. the exact, it was pandemic. It was, we're all doing in this pandemic. What are you doing? Like, I'm bored. This, this was kind of after the first wave and people started to get a little bored. Um, that, you know, this was like after like, you know, the, the, the novelty of playing charades, you know, where uh, people was and like, you know, we were like, all right, let's shoot this thing. And the movie turned out pretty good. A stalker in the house. It's on Tubi. Yeah. I have watched it on Tubi actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, I love Tubi. I love Tubi and I love Pluto TV. Man, yeah, I've been hooked are, on both of those, and it's amazing. Like I, I, I the whole Avod, you know, free advertising based television, yeah, uh, is wonderful for everybody. And it's kind of like what I mean. YouTube, it was like, yeah, haha, we've been doing that, you know, for twenty years. Yes, YouTube, you have. Um, <laughs> And other nobody people. appreciates it. Yeah, nobody. But other people are doing it better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, YouTube, like, they have all these great channels now, and and they're kind of, like, uh, hiding in the, in the tech with, like, a tech umbrella. Like, well, we're not really a, a, a film distribution company. We're a tech, but, he, you know, here's, here's some numbers. Like, they... We're, we're now going to be a cable provider as well. Yeah, yeah, they they're interesting. YouTube and obviously owned by what Google. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, so now friends friends of the show and of course uh, people you've worked with, uh, Clint and the gang over at October Coast. Uh, when they sent over the write up, um, they mentioned you have directed one of Bruce Willis's last films. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Did, uh, did you know that at the time that it was going to be one of the last? Uh, no, no. You know, I, I did not, did not, uh, you know, think along along those lines. It wasn't wasn't really until after our, you know, we filmed and everything that, you know, I, I sort of found out, and then you know the press came out. So, um, wow. but it, but. That all, yeah, that all came sort of out of nowhere for me. For, for those who don't uh, know, what what film would that be? Uh, well, I did two. I did two films in the last. Uh, you know, first one was Deadlock. Uh, the second one was Vendetta. And then, as it was funny, it was like as Vendetta was. This is this is a silly story, but it's true. <clears throat> Vendetta is about to come out, and I get a phone call. They're like uh, some reporter. They're like, oh, I'm calling ABC or like so, like like a like a known network. Wow. And they're like, I'm like, oh, I, I perk up. I perk up. I'm like, oh, I'm Mister, I'm I'm Mister Big Time. You know, uh, some you know ABC or whoever is calling me. You know, we're like, oh, hi, I'm calling from ABC and. I'm a reporter and, and you're a movie director. And I'm like, yeah, I'm the movie. That's right. That's right. You got the right guy. Uh, and you were, you know, you worked with, uh, Bruce Willis. I'm like, and they start asking about, you know, all, you know, I'm not, whatever. You know, I'm not going to go into detail or speculate or, you know, first of all, you know, I'm happy to, 
I'm just I'm just happy to be. You're talking to you're talking. You're, I'm not. Gonna, I'm happy to be working in, in, right. in a very brutal industry. So it's a. Uh, you know, I don't know what kind of, they started asking all sorts of speculative questions, which is like, just, you know, I'm not going to speculate to a, a reporter. Right. Like, like I'll do that. I'll speculate, uh, oh, okay, you know, the facts on my own. Yeah. It's like, you're a reporter. I don't know. Yeah. So well, never really shouldn't never, and never trust a reporter, you, you, you know? Oh yeah. They'll spin your words. You'll, you'll see whatever you say. So you just spin. Uh, I know I could be quote unquote considered a reporter or media because of podcasts, but I when, when we do our interviews and whatnot, it, it, there is no spin. No, yeah, I mean they were. You're so right I, here. What, what am I going to spin? Your your words are right there. Yeah, I mean as, you know they were fishing for they're fishing for a quote. You know some right. sort some something. Uh, you know, and it's like you know that they're what they're after. You know, yeah. so it's just like, uh, can you comment on? And, and, you know, it's like let's, then, let's yeah. make this a real interview where you where you get real information. Don't fish. I'll tell you. Eventually, you may get what you want, and you can get the quote that you want out of a real interview, and not. Yeah, not I mean, I, I, I'm just not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, regardless, it was just like you know. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, Vendetta. It's an amazing cast. Thomas Jane, Bruce Willis, Mike Tyson. Yeah. Man, that was, uh, Maddie Nichols. Yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah. She did good. Amazing. How did you, when you did this film, did you know you wanted these specific people or, or did you just put out casting and, and see what, what came, what came to you? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, the cat, you know, that cast on Vendetta, great cast. Um, you know, that, yeah, I mean, that was an effort, you know, and, you know, that was, that was too much credit to the producers who, you know, put that, uh, you know, kind of put that all together. It's hard. It's hard to line, to line up a cast, you know, a star studded cast because A requires a lot of money. Right. B lining up everyone's availability within the same thing. And then on top of that, making it work within the, you know, the complexities of the movies. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's hard to do. I mean, it costs expensive and it costs, you know, it's hard to do. And you, you know, uh, there's always a challenge of, you know, getting quiet and get high caliber actors. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to do that. The script's got to be on point. Project's got to be on point. Players involved going to be on point a lot. There's a lot of things that need to get vetted out. So, it, yeah, uh, for me, I, I mean, I wrote the script, you know, uh, I was directed the movie, but in terms of dealing with, you know, the agents, managers, schedules, you know, pub publicists, whatever, publicists, I don't know why I said that really weirdly uh yeah i mean it's just a lot it's like it's like coordinating a, a wedding you know uh no it's like coordinating 20 weddings <laughs> different weddings every day uh you're at a new place basically it, it, that's filmmaking but yeah it's challenging you know uh but i did not get the cast yeah i mean okay that was on the producers for sure okay have you, with any of the films, 
where you've also written the film? Have you written for a specific person um, in, in hopes that the producers and casting would reach out to that person and you didn't get who you wanted? Yeah, I mean, I always, you know, it's always someone I never, very few times have I written beforehand for a specific actor. Because this is, you don't even know what, like, what budget range. Like, I've written... I've written for actors, and and then all of a sudden the budgets went up, and you get a, you know you're you now working with that, these types of actors, or the budgets went down, and now you know it opens up to these type of actors. So it really, it's very aristocratic and financial, not you know monetarily driven. So if you write for an actor, that's expensive. You know, if I write a movie for you know. Leonardo DiCaprio, it's very unlikely that he's even going to read the script. Okay. Uh, um, but, you know, if you're friends, if you're Jonah Hill and you're writing a script and you're writing a part for Leonardo DiCaprio, you have a better shot, you know? Okay. So uh, I think the takeaway is is if you are going to write for an actor, then make sure, you, you know, you know, and you really want that actor maybe reach out before and like, see, you know, feel it out, try to get a hold of them and say, Hey, I'm planning on writing this thing. I think you'd be right for it. I think, or I think your, your client would be right for it. Uh, and maybe you can help even de- develop this project. If you like it, you know, we can, we can do this thing together. So it's, it, there's advantages to knowing, to go to knowing who you want for something, going into something. So I, I'm, I'm going to phrase this other one because I'm going to avoid a certain word. I'm going to substitute it with a different word. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to guess. Is it, it, it? It's harder to to direct and do independent films than the bigger budget films. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely because if you give uh, you know Martin Scorsese a six day movie. There's no way in hell he's going to be able to complete it. But if you give a guy who's able to complete a six-day movie, you know, 75 days, and you say, can you make this, complete this movie in 75 days? I know you just did one in six. 100% the guy who can do a six-day movie can complete a movie in 75 days. Uh, Is it harder? Yeah. You got to shoot, you know, 15 to 20 pages a day. You gotta get you get one take. You gotta know your. You gotta know exactly what you need and get exactly that and move on to exactly the next thing. Like you need to be a really good technical craftsman of a filmmaker to be able to just operate. Just to be able to get a film done in six days, seven days, eight days. Uh, you need to like, and you know, people give a lot of people make fun of. The asylum or super low budget companies that you know. I'm not saying everything sounds like super low budget, but you know they do some six, seven day, eight day movies. So some people make they make fun of them, but yeah, it's way harder. Like, uh, yeah. So which do you find more satisfying? Oh no, I would, I would don't. I please give me seventy five days. <laughs> Like uh, every day of the week, like that's the goal. Like that's when you have time and creativity and money. You can try a shot this way. You can tell you, yeah, let's try it that way. Let's try it the other way. You know, bring in the fifty foot crane. You know that takes 
two, three hours to set up. You know, let's get the shot and, you know, let's, uh, oh, you know, we didn't finish this gunfight sequence. Let's take another day, you know, let's finish you know, another two, three days to shoot it. Like, it's so, like the amount of more you can do if you have time, money, resources is exponentially uh, much better. So, yeah. Maybe, I mean, when you make a movie in six days, you just got to be like, all right, we're going to get this shot. We're gonna, you're thinking how it's going to cut together. How can we make the day? It's so hard, and you need to know, and you need to constantly go, go, go. And that's if, and, and, and yeah, and that's if you don't have any pickup day. I mean, and I'm pretty good at, like, not needing pickup days. Not meaning, mm-hmm. oh, you came in, you know, a six-day movie, but, you know, you really only shot, you know, 65 minutes of a movie, and we need 85 minutes. Like, no. Like, I'll, uh, I've gotten it done, you know, 80, 85 minutes. It's like, and it's not a skill, but it's not a skill set that, that one should boast about. It's not. And, and it, it, it's not an artistic thing to say, oh, I painted this giant mural in, you know, less than 24 hours. Like, look at it. Like, Look how good it like like that's not an accomplishment. It, 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 in film, yes, because you know you're saving money and right. can you you know it's for the producers, sure, yeah. If you can do it in six days, you know, for eighty grand, do it. It, it shows more of a talent and a skill more than it being an accomplishment. It shows you where where you are technically. Yeah, exactly. How, how you how you get there quicker under pressure. Yeah, I mean, exactly, because, you know, it, it, it's a skill set that I, you know, I possess that I'm not boasting about, but it's, I would much prefer the bigger, the longer schedules. It, yes. It's almost one of those skill sets. It's like, believe me, I'm not boasting. And no, I don't want to tell you how to do it because as much as it looks great, it's almost a curse. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I, you don't want I, to do I, it I totally, that way. I totally, I totally get it because I, I'm similar with my uh, with my mixing. Like there, yeah. there are things I do, and they're like, I don't know how people go. How do you do that? I'm like, I, I really don't know. I just do. Yeah, it's a natural thing. I don't, I don't second guess how I do it. I just do it. It's just not the right. And I, and I, and I, and I, and I, I would go as far as to say it's just not the right way to do it. Like, don't you like? Like someone's like, hey, I want to make a movie, and be like, I'd be like, great, like, awesome, like being creative, you know, that's creative, your expression, and then they go, I want to shoot it in six days because I, you know, I have no, I have no money. I, I'd be like, ah, cool. That's I'm not the really wrong person. The <laughs> yeah, like, like, uh, like, sorry, man, like. You shouldn't do that. I'll I'll help you all I can, but I, I can't teach you that. You you can't even help. There's no help. <laughs> if someone says I want to make a movie in six days, to me, like it has to be a, like if the asylum calls me and says, "Hey, I want to I want you to make a movie in six days." Like I know I'm gonna you're gonna have to take the rain, the fucking everything by the rain. You gotta go go go. Yep, and yep. There's no there's no like oh can you help me direct help me get this movie done in six days? No, it's like I. I know how to make a movie in six days one way, and that's a hundred thousand miles per hour. Yep. Go, 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 and you listen to me. Do what I say. Do this. Da 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 da. I'm being very specific. We gotta go, and this is how we're gonna do it, and and it gets done by the skin of our teeth, barely every day. <clears throat> There's no helping someone to do that. It's yeah. it's it's it, 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 you, yeah it's 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 it's, 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 it's damn near a mission impossible. 
So who were some of your inspirations to get into directing and filmmaking? Yeah, you know, the largest inspiration was just the pain of failure and the agony of defeat is 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 what drove me oh Uh, the the agony of defeats because you were wearing the wrong shoes sorry yeah (laughs) sorry i just had foot surgery last august so (laughs) the agony of defeat oh man that's good i'm glad i caught caught that because if i didn't Um, if you didn't catch it, it would have been okay because I'm notorious for telling bad dad jokes. No, that was good. (laughs) Now, you know, look, I I came out here to be, to be an actor. This is in the book, you know, like blah, 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 big stars and the eyeballs and, and really just, you know, the agony of, of that drove me to, cause I love being on set. I love filmmaking. I love movies. You know, I just wanted to be, I just wanted to be a part of the process. I didn't care if it was acting. I, I thought it was acting, but it, it turns out I didn't really care if it was acting. I just really wanted to be a part of the creative process. I love being on set. I love this, uh, you know, watching the thing and being, so for me, it was trying to hold on to something as the uh, acting withered and, you know, between my hands. And I just... I was like, all right, you know what? I can, I can write. I can write a script. You know, I started reading. I was reading script. I was like, sure, I can sit here on my laptop and I can press buttons because that's really all what a script is. What's the difference between a good script and a bad script? Nothing, because they look exactly the same. Until you read them, they look exactly the same. But if you hold a crappy script next to, you know, a great script, it's just words, black ink on white paper. Letters and you know occasionally numbers, but mostly letters. Sure. So I started I just typing, 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 coming up with scripts. Were they good? Were they bad? You know, I wrote fifty something scripts. So I, some of them were good, some of them were bad, some of them got made, some of them uh, shouldn't have gotten made, but um, a lot of them did get made, and then and I learned a lot, and you know, it was it was. Uh, it's something that I can do now. Now I can write a good. I can write a. I can write a good script. I can write a, a, a good movie script. And if I if I rewrite it a bunch of times and I get notes and I rewrite that with the notes in mind, the script will get better and better, and eventually it could be a really good script. But yeah, it's a that's another skill that I possess. Screenwriting. I, I'm going to say outside of the obvious with Vendetta, what's been what, what's the next favorite project or done, or or am I even wrong assuming Vendetta's at the top of the moment? Uh, you know, look, Vendetta for me was a fun movie. It's hard to like rate for me to be like, oh, you know, this this one uh, I, I okay. like better than uh, that I, one. We we could go top three, top five if you want to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. I like that. Uh, well, I definitely have to say that the Le- the the Leonard Skinner. I'm grabbing a, a water real quick. Yeah, no problem. Uh, the you know the the Leonard Skinner movie that I spent you know let's say two years researching and and interviewing and studying the lyrics of Leonard Skinner, reading all the books from about oh. Leonard Skinner. Like <clears throat> I became obsessed with Leonard Skinner. Uh, I knew there, there was a point in my life 
where dare I say I knew more about Leonard Skinner than Leonard Skinner did. Yeah, and probably Leonard Skinner there, the, the, <laughs> the original gym teacher who actually was there, was. there was a guy named Leonard Skinner, and probably I did know more because I was at a point where I was having conversations with rock and roll historians, and 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 oh yeah, I heard that this, but blah, blah blah blah. Like I was an expert, master, and I became obsessed. And and because when someone says, "Hey, I want you to write a movie about Leonard Skinner and direct the movie about Leonard Skinner." <clears throat> You better know what the hell you're talking about, right. man. At, at, because, what, at what point yeah. with Wonder Skinner does it go from, are you having to ride that line of, this is a, a film, not a documentary? You know, or very, or yeah. I want to turn it into a documentary, not a film. It was never, it was never going to be a documentary, uh-huh. but we didn't, I, but <clears throat> we were working with the real guy, Artemis Pyle, the drummer, who was on the plane crash you know, that killed the lead singer, the, the, you know, the tragic right. event. So we were working with him and I had written this, you know, I had written the script and he, he had come out to the set and, and, and there was one part of the movie. It was like a little intro part that, you know, I was right after I wrote the script, I thought, I thought it would be cool to have him in the movie. So I wrote a little bit and then we shot, you know, we sat with beautiful setup. The cinematographer <clears throat> was really excellent. Set up a beautiful shot. We shot the intro, and we, you know, we had some time. So I, I asked some of the questions that I, I had asked, you know, in the interview. And sorry, thing fell out of my. Uh, I I uh, I got some really good footage, and I incorporated that documentary style footage into a narrative. I, and we spliced it in there. It was like mixed media. Okay. And 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 so it kind of had that documentary vibe to it. Okay. Huh. A little bit, not too much, just a little bit. But that was more, more along the lines of like Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great movie, by the way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very well done as well. I am going to have to check out uh, Street Survivors, true story of the Leonard Skinner plane crash. Yeah, please do. I, yeah, it's, I, a, it's a good one. I, w- I wasn't truly aware of it until um, I, I did some research on you and, yeah, you know, and I sent over a, a preview copy of, of your book, which speaking of the book again, is it out now or is it coming out soon? Yeah. I, I should have touched on that earlier in the, in the show. No, it's out. It's out. Yeah. And I hear, I mean, I'll, I'll, this is it right here. Uh, it's out. to Get it on Amazon. Fifty movies made. I, I'm gonna have to get this book. I, I'm I'm definitely getting a copy of this book. I I, I will be I will be getting. It. Oh man, yeah, yeah. I would, you know, definitely check it out. I uh, this is it. You know, this is uh, this is Mike Tyson, William Shatner, Bruce Willis on the cover. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of information, man. This this took a while to write. I'll tell you that. Uh, over you know, like a year of writing, but the first draft. So every uh, originally, I was like, all right, every I did fifty movies. Let's do fifty chapters. Every, every you know, every 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 movie is going to be its own chapter. And I wrote a, I wrote this monstrosity of a. I, it's not even a book. I could you couldn't even call it a manuscript or a book or anything. It was just a way too long. So I just I just wound up carving that. After carving and editing, and that's 
that's what that's what came out of that thing was that book. <laughs> but I took the best parts, the best parts of of that monstrosity, and now it's all compiled lovely. Or, Okay. So what what is the uh, what, what are you hoping is the biggest takeaway uh, aspiring filmmakers get from the book? Since you said it's a book of, of advice and yeah. and it's a it's not a, a fluff piece. It's harsh stories, true stories. You you, then, you come shooting from the hip and and you're not holding anything back. If I if I can add like like when I went into it when I was when I when I, when I went into this industry. Was, you know, a lot of the books I read were so welcome, move to L.A., things will be great, you just have to do this. But I don't, and I, you know, you, you of course you hear all this, you know, this is really hard, it's really difficult, blah, blah, blah. but like, I don't think, no book really like portrayed, painted the picture of what that actually looked like. What is that, what is hard what does that mean? It's hard. Is it like hard to be good at an audition or is it hard to write like a good script? What does it mean to have to really write a script and under this certain pressure when you don't know what the hell you're really doing right. per se? Uh, like what are the actual challenges of like survival of possibly making it making, what does making it even mean in Los Angeles? Like, so, you know, I, I really want the takeaway. If I could give one thing to somebody, it's just to show a little bit, just to give them a glimpse of the reality of what it is to choose to become a creative professional in Los and, you know, in the inter in the movie business specifically, like, like what the challenges actually, like what they look like, what they sound like how they will knock you down, how I've been knocked down. And so it's like, there's a lot of information. You can be like, oh man, that's A, that's harder than I thought, but I still want to do it. So, but, but B, oh, here's some, here's some wisdom, you know, I can learn, but you're, it doesn't matter. Like you can read this book, you're not, and you'll still fall for the same pitfalls because they'll look a little bit differently and it'll always be in the it'll usually behind the the face of somebody very charming yeah uh that's one thing i learned early is uh, you you hear all the stories whatnot like oh that's not going to happen to me and the exact same story will happen to you because well they uh, exactly it's presented to you in a totally different way they're going to say this they're going to a guy's going to say Oh man, I got I got screwed by uh you know light you know lighter film company distributed my film. Uh, uh, they robbed me of all of all my money. Never go do business with lighter film with lighter films. It's this guy Mike who works there. You know, oh, I won't use your name. Let's just, no, this no. guy. Excuse uh, my name. Okay. This guy Mike I worked with and he he ripped me off. Blah, blah, blah. So I tell you, I tell you, I tell I tell somebody else. Okay. And then they make their film, and then you know, Joe from uh, Silver T- Silver Tray Films. Because it's just they all change their names. It's like ridiculous. Silver Tray Films promises he's going to distribute your film, and you're going to make a lot of money. So you sign this guy signs with Silver Tray. He's avoiding. He avoided uh, lighter film. He avoided Mike and Evil Lighter Film Company, uh, and signed with uh, Joe at. Uh, 
stole a tray and got robbed. Just exactly how the first guy did. Uh, different guy, different smile, different pitch. Sometimes it's the same company. Sometimes it's the same people. Like it's. It, 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 well, since I'm at lighter films, I just got to tell you, Silver Tray Films is a is a subsidiary of the larger yeah. picture. So uh, it's know, just one of the umbrella companies under. Come to find out, a lot of people, a lot of people have come to find that out the hard way. That's for sure. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's just so many things to watch out for. So many scams. So many. So many false starts, stop and goes. Think I'm, oh, I can't, I, I can't wait for this thing to happen. Oh, I can't wait for that deal to close. Oh, I got a meeting. I can't wait for this meeting. Oh, this meeting is going to change my life. This is going to be a game changer. Oh, I just got to sell the script. Oh, I'll, if I just book this role. Like it's just it's all these like little hopes that people have. It's like right. stop. Like I hope this. I hope that. I just if only this thing happened. If only like if only this agent signed me. Oh man, I got a meeting with this manager. I I hope he signs me. I, he's gonna change my career. Like my life is gonna begin. Like like it's the, just the like, only person who changes your career is you. Yeah, it's like everyone's just stopped. Everybody's pipe dreaming, you know. Yeah, They're like pipe dreaming. Like everybody's crack pipe dreaming, fucking crack pipe dreaming. Uh, but that's really you put a million idiots in a city and shake them around yeah. and uh, throw some cars, and you got Los Angeles, you know. And and here I am, you know. Here I am, you know, with my flagpole. Uh, that I've been trying to jam in, in the sidewalk. Unfortunately, the flagpole is plastic. Sidewalk is concrete. Uh, so that's me. Just <laughs> like for 20 years, uh, trying to jam a plastic flagpole in a concrete sidewalk. But then you know, you find a little dirt and you make a little. You yeah. get the you get the flag to kind of stand a little bit sideways with a little help and you figure out the ways to to wave it you know to all the bad evil people coming to kill you but, and take your the, babies but the, but the catch is you did it yourself this is true this is true maybe right. some people guided you along the way and go you know maybe this spot's not the right spot maybe you may want to go over there but I you're still driving that. that you're still trying to push that flagpole there's been a few helpful people along the way but there's i'll tell you what there's been a lot more people trying to misguide you oh yeah i've experienced that as well they're like you're standing you're standing you're standing on the sidewalk right trying to put your damn flagpole in so you can make some noise and you know you've got you've got a guy on the the other side of the street going come to the street come put your flagpole and cars just step out on the street you get ran over. You get ran over, and the guy's like, "Yep, well, that's one less director I got to worry about." And then you know, and then uh, it's just the sense of it's a crab. Somebody once said it's a crabs in a bucket mentality uh, out here, and I just I was like, "Go oh, crabs in a bucket." I go, "Huh, pretty spot on." <laughs> you know, it's a crabs in a bucket mentality. Yeah. And there's more people trying to misguide you than guide you. Right. Yeah, for sure. Well, for usually, sure. usually I do this next thing with, um, when Derek's here as well, but 
I, I'm willing to go solo on this for this uh, next segment because it's All a right. segment I love doing w- w- with guests anyway. What's rock and roll? I'm going to flip the tables. I'm going to let you ask me a question, whatever you want. Well, well man, how about, do I, how, how off the wall do, do, do is what I'm saying appear to you? For me, it's not, but I think a lot of that's because I'm also in the industry and I've seen it, uh, whether it was from my theater days or even with my time with where I'm at now, which is a you know, corporate entertainment scenario. Um, none of it seems off the wall because I, I've seen examples of all of it. I've seen, I've experienced it, <laughs> examples of all of it, you know, being misguided, being guided right. Um <laughs> You know, having, you know, being dumped on, you know, being asked to be part of the dumpster fire, being the dumpster fire. It's so for me, it's not off the wall. I I totally relate. It's uh, the the entertainment industry, uh, as you said in the beginning, unless you just happen to be that that spark from the get go. Yeah, it's not fun. It's not fun. Like, Like people think it's fun and glamorous. Like. I mean that 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 not, number. Yeah. I mean that number. You know, to be that diamond in a rough, like a like a Tom Brady, who was not a number one draft pick, but one, one of the top quarterbacks to ever play. That's that's a rarity. It's, it's, it's a it's a it's a cutthroat industry. It's but also 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 like at least if you're a football player, you got a like if you're a professional football player, you got a schedule, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody. The NFL gives you a piece of paper at the beginning of the year, <clears throat> and you can check online. You know what games you got to play and where you got to be. Out here, there's no you don't know shit. Like you don't know if you're gonna have work again. Right. And, and it's not it's not that it's not that it's making like making movies is for sure. Making movies is fun, but what about the like 260 other days of the year? Right. You know. You know that you did that year. You did. You know because like. Yeah, people just got to like, I don't know. They got to like, understand ju- that. Just as soon as you book that the current gig, you're while you're thinking about that gig, you're also thinking what's next. Yeah, especially if your, you know, survival depends on it. So, you know? Yeah. Especially if you got if you got to put food on the table, you know, for yeah. if you got little kids, if you got little kids, think I don't have little kids. And uh I'm I'm glad I don't because, you know, they uh uh, they would be uh, very much loved, but hope they enjoy no. ramen noodles. Hope they enjoy ramen. <laughs> <laughs> they would be very much loved by peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and uh, yeah, no, I mean it's not that grim, but maybe shit. Look, you got a kid. Next thing you know, that you know something goes wrong. Yeah, you got to amputate that kid's leg. Insurance yeah. doesn't cover it. You know, but you got your kid tried to jump a fence and got, you know, tetanus. Now he's got to get his leg chopped off. How are you going to pay for that? Just saying. Things happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Sometimes, totally sometimes you got to chop your kid's leg off. I mean, let's hope it doesn't have to come to that. Right. Where, where can people find you online? Um, at the, uh, you know, psychiatricinstitute.com. <laughs> <laughs> Arkham Asylum. Arkham Asylum, baby. I'm at Arkham. In between the Joker and the Scarecrow. 
Uh, <laughs> oh, no. wrong answer. Joker and Riddler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, a Rid- yeah. I'm a huge Riddler fan. Scarecrow was sick, dude. Salian, I, uh, I, no. It was it was great. I, I enjoyed the fact that Chris. I'm not a major fan of the Nolan Nolan verse, but I appreciate the fact that he he used Scarecrow. He, he brought someone we hadn't seen. I liked that. I really liked that guy. And, and other than Jim Carrey, who else did Riddler? Uh, Frank Gorshin. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, in the, the original, new, and then um, the new, new one. The new, uh, Paul yeah. Dan- Dano. Paul Dano. Yeah, oh, I mean that was great. I, I thought he was good as Riddler. I just didn't like his Riddler. It, it, it was the script. They, I, I think whoever wrote that particular script, um, I thought it was good. Yeah, I mean, I. The Jim Carrey shit uh, with the with the tight suit with the tight suit with the question marks. But that came out of the comics and whatnot. Yeah, you know, I, I, I mean that suit was was good. I liked him better when he wore the uh, the three piece suit as well with yeah. all the question marks. I'm like, okay, I really dig this look too. Um, uh, I'm more of a I'm more of a Zach Snyder than uh, Shazam kind of guy you know mm-hmm. uh you know nothing against uh the light-hearted uh you know tight suits and and but i think you know that that era we're not in that era anymore you right. know mike when michael keaton look when michael keaton and jack nicholson it made batman like that was a. Uh, you know and and danny devito had the crazy wow or right. you know whatever like Sure, do the tight suits and even sure when Val Kilmer even, but not nowadays. You know, we 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 did a good variety of suits though with with Jim Carrey as Riddler. Yeah, you know be, between between the spandex and, and the three piece suit, we 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 got a nice variety. But the acting, like yeah, just the approach to the character, yeah, he, he went a little over the. I, like, I, he, I enjoyed his performance, but it, you know, I even say he was a little over the top. He almost went past the. <laughs> Role and who else? Yeah, who else? Who else? So he's going against Paul Dano, and, and uh, the last, in terms of like, other than the original, original, which was Frank Gorshin, who uh, I haven't, which I, 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 John, I well, John Aston filled in for a season because there was a contract issue with Frank Gorshin. Gotcha. So, uh, but going Gomez just, just Adams, think, yeah. Just uh, oh, okay. Just Gomez. Adams. Just looking at uh, Jim Carrey. Versus Paul Dano, insane. I, I will. I will give the edge to Dano. Like it's just got to be Dan. Like there's no for me. It, it's, it's like what? It's 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 it. There's not even. They're not even in the same. I just didn't. I didn't. World. Like I said, I'm a I'm a big Riddler fan, and if I wasn't such a Riddler fan, I would, yes, I would have thoroughly and loved Riddler more. I just don't see. I don't see a madman like that. Stitching question marks into a colorful suit, like I just, I don't see a psychotic see, person doing that. Like maybe, maybe in the comic, but, you're right. But the, but, the, but the thing is, but they, on film, they they almost made Riddler more Joker esque with Paul Dano. Oh uh, yeah, well, they, and, and and he's not. Well, he, he, he's like a savant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miller is very much a a savant. So, yes, he would be that person to have a suit with question marks because of the ego, just because of his ego. I mean, when you say Joker, I mean, like, I I love and that's that's a whole other thing, like Joker, like who played the better Joker, you know, but 
I mean, that's uh, obviously, the, the, you know. Yeah, that one's a, almost a loaded question because each Joker fit the time period they were and they can't, they can't be interchanged. You, you, well, could, you mean, couldn't put um, you couldn't put Heath in uh, no, in the no. Michael Keaton. No, you you, you no, couldn't put I, Jack Nicholson in the original series. I mean, they can't cross. No, you're right. You're right. You're Whereas right, I, I, I feel Frank Gorshin could have gone across all of them except could have gone into any of the universes except for the Robert Pattinson Batman. Oh, interesting. interesting. I, I think this this new new verse that Robert Pattinson is building um, is a standalone on its own. That none of none of those characters could, none of the previous Batman or, or villains we, could go into that realm. I'm I'm glad that we both, without once even mentioning it, I'm glad that we both completely ruled out Jared Leto and his terrible oh. fucking portrayal because that doesn't even belong in the conversation no i i I don't i don't like the idea of joker being tattooed because i don't think joker would have ever been tattooed not not to that extent and definitely i I love margot robbie's harley quinn but she's not tattooed i I don't see her as a tattooed freak either yeah i mean and and i I think those were jared leto i mean i didn't even like him as morbius oh no it was terrible It, it, it was no, Jared Leto is not fit for a superhero film. No, I, I, and I, I went into Morbius like hoping like <clears throat> I would like the film like, but other people would like. I'm like, man, the, the trailer like 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 trailer looks cool. Yeah, uh, but no, yeah, uh, yeah. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard, yeah. It's hard. But what are you gonna do? Well, what are you going to do? I say you go and buy 50 movies made on Amazon. That's a great thing to do. Yes, people do that. Do it and leave a review, a good review, please. They, Only if you like it. If you don't like it, no review. That's fine. Okay. Any review is a good review. Critique or no critique. Yeah. yeah I mean, I don't know. But if it's, if it's below like three stars, you know, you can just email me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I'll, I'll take it into the review box. I'll drop <laughs> it in the mental review box. Into the file 13. Mm-hmm. Thank you for, for joining me this week on, on the show. Uh, it was a pleasure having you. <clears throat> Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. You're a good man. And stay that way until they force you otherwise. Oh, uh, they could try and force. It's not going to happen. <laughs> and, would love to have you on in the future and uh, on a future project and, and feel free, bring some, some of the cast members along with you. We'll, we'll have a grand time. Uh, definitely. I will extend that to the hopeful, the possible cast. Uh, thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Oh, my I, pleasure. Uh, send me the link. I'll, I'm going to share it. You and, got it. I'll, I'll, send, I'll send it to Clint. We be geeks for life all day, all night, all day. And on that note... So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? 
This has been a Weeby Geeks production.